Everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast for you, and, and more bad news. And this time, you didn't Fuck. laugh when the song started. Playing. No, I like that. Is that Chris Stapleton? It is Chris Stapleton. Oh, see, Kev would like that. Okay. He would like he that. He would. Now, look, I'm going to throw it out there right now because I'll forget. That's when my brain works lately. Yeah. August 16th, Mattress Firm in Chula Vista. Chris Stapleton's coming to town oh, one yeah. time a year. Would you go to that yeah. one? Yes. That one you would yes. go to. I think Stevie Woods would go to. Well, who fucking invited him? Because that guy seems to be all of a sudden the master on what's cool country music and what isn't. But Chris yeah, no, I would like that. Deal. All right, I'm in. Okay. Uh, God damn, man. I, I tell you, Dave, it, it's... Uh, God, shit, man. We lost your dad on January 1st. Yep. And then we lost CS on the 13th. And then today when you got the news uh, that Kevin Towers had passed away. And I really came in. Right about at least my time covering the Padres was kind of in sync with Kevin. Because That's a good call. I started in March of ninety five. I really don't ever remember in that ninety five season dealing much with Randy Smith. I didn't either. And I started with the pods ninety three, ninety four season, somewhere in there. I remember being at a press conference late at night out by a pool. Yeah. And I believe it was at Randy Smith's house. The night that he had been let go, and then uh, and then Kev got the job, and I was producing Padre Talk, and he was in studio that night, and that was when I met him. Yeah, was on that day, and shit, Dave is a producer from the '96 and '97 season, and then when you and I started in '98, just just a an amazing guy. And I thought the tributes from the writers today, I thought Bob Nightingale's piece was awesome. I thought Tim Brown from Yahoo was just awesome. It reminds me so much of when we lost Tony Gwynn and yeah. how ironic the Mr. Padre show plays tonight. That Kevin was great to you, and he was great to me, but it just showed you today that he was great to everybody in the same way that Tony was yep. great to everybody. And what a what a beautiful characteristic for a guy to have. You know, I say that all the time when people ask what are baseball players like, and you and I have been in so many locker rooms, clubhouses mm-hmm. over the years, and I say for the most part, baseball guys are the worst. I, I tell people that story all the time. But here's the deal. The Padres have always done a great job. And now whether that's from the top down, and when I say the top, I talk about ownership, general manager, sure. manager, players. The Padres have always had one of the best clubhouses in baseball. It didn't hurt that you had Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman in those clubhouses. Bochy's as good as it gets. But Towers and Boach, I always looked at them as almost like partners in this thing. You know, they, yeah, they both were kind of newbies where when they got the job, when Towers was named general manager, I'm sure it shocked some people in baseball circles of how did this guy get a GM job. 33. So young and, and really so quickly with the amount of experience that he has that he was a player first in the whole deal. And yep. then Bochy, even as a former catcher, all of a sudden he's managing the San Diego Padres and Sure enough, you you look at the situation that it worked out for those guys, and they were linked together for such a long time. It's uh, extremely sad. I mean, we, we yeah. kind of knew he was sick when, for me at least, when A.J. Hinch held up that sign. I had to rewind it, I remember, on my TV and exactly. go, wait a second, did A.J. Hinch's sign on the stand-up for cancer just say Kevin Towers on it? Or it's KT, or we all knew what it meant. We all knew it was Kevin Towers, but yeah. AJ Hinch kind of let it go. But in, in 2016, he was he was diagnosed with cancer and and kind of kept it quiet. He was that kind of person. 
But 56 is way too young, just like CS at 54, way too young. Goddamn, man. I, I tell you, you saw it a lot in, in just exchanging messages today uh, with Darren Smith. And uh, congratulations to Darren from us. Just got married. Really? Yeah, he got married last week. And um, and he was on his way to Minneapolis. And he hit me up about something we'll get into later on Twitter. He's yeah. like, okay, fucker, you got my curiosity <laughs> going uh, regarding the radio thing. And then he and I were exchanging about Kevin. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, I hope you understand kind of what I'm coming to grips with today, that I put Darren in the same group that I put you and me, is that as young guys to fall into a situation as as young hosts, yeah. as we all were, um, to be spoiled by Bochi. He had a he had a weekly thing with Kevin. It was always good. I always liked it. And what I said to him was, I said, I think Towers liked people that loved baseball. Yeah, I agree. And and if you love baseball, he liked you. And and there were so many things that he did for us personally. But my favorite story was in regards to Allard Baird. Allard Baird had been the GM of the Kansas City Royals. I'm pretty sure you were sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Dave and I, for whatever reason, found ourselves in the booth quite a bit with Fred Yulman Jr. and yeah. Theo. And... Uh, I said to Kevin because I just you I could never have this relationship with AJ Preller or, or anybody else, but we had it with Kevin. And there had been a trade rumor about the Padres and the Royals. And so we said, you remember this? Yes, I do. It's great. And so I said to Kevin, because you could, how close did that trade go? He goes, let me tell you. Let me tell you how close that trade went. <laughs> He said, I call Baird, and I say, we're going to do player A for player B. Oh, I I don't know, Kevin. Come on. We're going to do player A for player B. And Baird said, "Eh, you know, if you can throw in player C, we can probably do this deal. Kevin goes, all right, let me go talk to Larry. So Kevin goes, talks to Larry. Lucchino says, you got it. Comes back, he calls Baird. He goes, we got a deal. Baird goes, I, I can't do that deal. <laughs> and and <laughs> Kevin said, you just proposed it. Yes, it was your that, idea. It was your idea. I'm agreeing to the trade that you just proposed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. We, we can't do this trade. And he looked at me and he goes, do me a favor, okay? Yeah. If I ever mention... Then I'm talking trade with Allard Baird again. Go downstairs to the groundskeeper, get a shovel, and hit me in the fucking head with it. <laughs> and, I do remember that. That is remember great. That? that was so great. And you and me and Freddie Ullman. And and that was the one. And then the other one I was telling everybody today was if if you can remember the press box at Qualcomm. Kev was kind of right to the right, if I remember, of the KFMB radio booth. I think he was. He was the first booth, not that any of you would know, but Dave, if you remember, as we kind of Of made our way down Radio Row, he was the first booth. Yeah. And then I believe it was... Eduardo Ortega, I think, on the other side, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Jerry 
and Ted, and well, then yeah, I'm, I'm whatever. Go ahead, go, but, I understand. But right to the left of Jerry was okay. an open booth because yeah. Bob Chandler would often sit in that. That's booth. right. So Dave and I, because we were doing pre or post, and and usually setting up for the post game show. Yeah, we would be set up in there, and we'd have all our shit spread out, <laughs> and usually like food and drinks, and just hanging out. He was so. Kevin was so superstitious that he would have to move around the press yeah. box. Well, he can't go and kick John Miller out of the Giants radio, and he can't kick Vin out of the Dodgers. So he just focused on you and me. Yeah. Hey, get sorry, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Guys, move. And I remember saying to him one time, Kev, all the football boxes are wide open. And he goes, well, shit, you'll be comfortable down there. <laughs> he, I'm like, God damn it. So we'd have to pack up. He'd kick us out. Get the, come on, get the, yeah. come on, get the fuck out of here. So God, all right. So we would leave. And then I'd see him. Remember, we'd see him like the next day and he'd be like, hey. Yeah. Hey, so, sorry about last sorry night. Sorry about the red ass. Sorry about the red ass. Well, you coming out Sunday? And we'd be like, yeah, we got to do that shitty post-game show. <laughs> well, c- c- come on in. Yeah. Come on in. And on Sundays, me and Dave would go sit in the GM booth with Freddie Jr. Theo would show up about the fourth inning. And we'd fucking just sit in there and eat Rubio's and laugh yeah, our ass off. True. And then two nights later, hey, come on, let's go. Get the fuck out <laughs> of here. Get the fuck out again. Get the fuck out. Dude, it was It was, <laughs> it was great. It was funny. You mentioned how young he was when he was general manager. I think I brought this up on one of our podcasts. They said thirty-three, but that's not right. The math can't be right. He had to have been, he had to have been thirty-four, because okay. he's born in sixty-one. Yeah. So not somebody wrote thirty-three today, but that that math doesn't lo- still very very young. Sure. I mean, think where you were at thirty-four years old. Can you imagine being general manager of a major league baseball team? I had not been fired yet. Yes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I had not been fired. <laughs> it's, uh, I remember, though, when he, he had that job, and all of a sudden, the Padres started doing well. 96, he started doing well, yep. and here he is, he's general manager. And then the Padres were getting a lot of publicity, not only because of Tony Gwynn, but Cam and Itty. You always talk about going to Mexico and yeah. the story that went across the nation about having the Snickers bar and the whole deal. But I remember um, he had a conversation with Walt Jockety right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And I told the story I know on the podcast but it was interesting because I've never lived that kind of life. But he told Walt Jockety, I got to get a big house in San Diego. I got to get a show house is what he said. He did. Because yeah. I need to have a place to host other general managers when they come mm-hmm. to San Diego and trying to pull off trades. And it was something that went into his business that he said, I just live in a house to live in and then yeah. go to the ballpark. But I need to get a house that's a show house. And Walt Jockety was saying the same thing. He goes, San Diego's beautiful. I, I should probably get a house out here too. It was it was an yeah. interesting conversation. It was something that you never think about it when you guys like you and me, but here's a guy in his thirties that all of a sudden has a pretty good reputation for being a good general manager. And he says, you know what, I could do a better job and there's a game to this as far as hosting people and make a business deal. When we dealt with him, he lived in Mission Hills. You can yeah. Google Kevin and Kelly Towers and you can see the house that he yeah. was in in Encinitas. It fits that Dave exactly to the T. Where you see this incredible patio. It's such a great picture of him, man. I tell you, it's like not too many things choke me up. Yeah. But today I saw a picture, and it, it's Kevin and Kelly and the Bulldogs, and they're overlooking the ocean. They're on the bluff. And he's just taking the tug off of Corona. Yeah. 
And goddamn, man, I looked at that and I go, fuck it. It just sums him up so well. And and I, I said this to a few people today. Um, Dave, Dave just said, you know, where were you at 34? And I, I had never been fired. And in March of 2002, we were fired. Yeah. And we were fired because we wouldn't break the union. And that meant a lot to Kevin, meant a lot to Boach, yes. as those guys, Junior, Rodney, Tony, guys that found out that we're union guys, that, that found out that young guys like us, Dave had a young family at the time, um, that we we didn't get we got fired because we wouldn't break the union um, unintentionally on our part. I think it strengthened our bond with those guys. I agree with that. I, I know it strengthened our bond with Ted Leitner, too. Absolutely. That was a big deal with Ted Leitner. <clears throat> Absolutely. But as I sat there that night on March 7th of 2002, and I was, I had never been through it. I didn't know where I was going to go the next day. I didn't know what Dave was going to do the next day. Uh, a lot of those guys reached out. Yeah, they did. And Tony called me. I mean, I've told this story about Tony um, going on the resume boach, but but Kevin called too. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't know, Dave, where the young guys in radio today, where you would get that from. When you, when you have the general manager of the baseball team, who you have such a, a strong friendship, professional relationship with, yeah. that he reaches out and he goes, fuck, man, you all right? You all right? And Tony calls and Boach calls and Riley and Devaney and, and the rest of those guys. Uh, Tony, like I said, it, it just it meant so much to me. And I, I texted Boach today and said that to him. I said, you know, um, I'm sad that I didn't get to tell Kevin. I, I said that I was happy we got to tell CS what he meant to us. I said, I'm sad I didn't get to say that to Kevin, but let me say it to you. And I, I told Boach today, I said, your friendship for me and Dave throughout the years, but especially in 98 when we were starting. And yeah. we didn't know fucking shit. And we probably still don't know shit. But but those guys looked out for us, protected us, always were accessible for us, man. Dave, I, I'm in yeah. incredibly sad for the loss of a friend, but I'm in incredibly grateful as well that he was our friend. Absolutely. Also, they had a time where I think they looked at us too, where you go... Hey, you know what? Those guys had our backs also. Do you remember Always. the Padres were dragging their feet on giving both Boach and Towers contract extensions? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and I, we sat there every single night and go, this is bullshit. Yeah. And you know what? We pushed on it and pushed on it to the point where you as listeners got behind it as well. And you started putting pressure on the Padres. And both those guys got locked up with pretty good deals that they earned. But the listeners got behind it too and supported it. And those guys made it clear how much they appreciate it. They both promised us nice steak dinners. We never got them. No, we didn't get anything. But, but they did say hey, they'd take us Actually, out. But they, they did appreciate that. It, the friendship went both ways. Yeah, and and you know what's funny about that too is John and Larry were accessible. Yep. And were great too. They all were. Charles Steinberg, all those guys were. Yeah. I, I, I had a nice conversation with Glenn Geffner today. That's funny. I was just about to bring that up. Radio voice of the Marlins. And we were talking about the media guide picture. And I, you know what's funny, Dave, is, and it's not, I had that picture queued up to, tea, to, to send it out, and yep. I didn't. And the reason why I didn't was because in conversations that we had with Kevin about that picture, he didn't like it because he felt like it made him look heavy. Because if, <laughs> if you, if you yeah. look at John and you look yeah. at Larry and you look at Boach in that picture, Kev didn't like it. He didn't like that red shirt, and he, he felt like he looked heavy in it. And so we would just 
you know, the whole thing about yeah. Kevin Malone. That's right. It was a shot at the Dodgers is what it was. Yeah. But Geff put that whole thing together. And I just said to Geff, I go, God, I just, I, I remembered that he, I didn't mean anything towards Glenn. Yeah. I just said, I remember him saying that, ah, that picture. You know, like we all do. Yeah. Anytime you see a picture, like, ah, God, I hate that picture. But it was it was so great, that media guide and, and who it was. But I just talked to Glenn today about what that time was like for us. He was media relations yeah. director. And, and to have guys like that uh, that just understood the role of the media and was always there so that we could ask questions that we could and then turn share whatever we learned with you as an audience within reason. Yeah. And, and I just, we were we were so incredibly lucky, and uh, I finally get it now. Well, it shows you how much people uh, appreciated Kevin Towers, whereas yeah. you mentioned Glenn Geffner, who went to the Red Sox, then now he's with the Marlins, the voice of the Marlins. John Dever, who went to the Washington yeah. Nationals, who's now living in Florida with his wife. Karen, who also worked for the Padres. Yep. And the posts and the comments that they made, and then, of course, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they talk about sure. Kevin as, as one of their own, too, because he touched the people in Arizona as well. That You could tell it wasn't just a short-term thing. This was Kevin Towers through his time in baseball and the way he treated people was outstanding. And again, at 56, it just doesn't seem fair. No, we got blown out in March, but um, the Padres said, Geffner, uh, we better see down here a lot. And it's really the only year where I would go to the ballpark a lot if I wasn't working. Like, since that time, unlike Hacksaw and Jim Stone and Coach and all these other fucking boneheads <laughs> that just sit there and tell you how great their show was in 1999, my feeling is if I'm not working for an outlet, you don't need to host me. Yeah. Um, But in 2002, it was different because those guys really looked out for you and for me. And I bring it up because... <laughs> I looked up the date today, June 23rd, 2002, and game ends, and I go down like I did on a regular basis into Bochy's office. Now, Bochy would get these big bucket, uh, Tony Patrika, the equipment guy, would yeah. come in, or Brian Prilliman, the equipment guy, would come in after the game, and it was a big David Sunflower Seed bucket that, you know, looks yeah, like of course. tall. Be full of ice and a bunch of uh, Coors and Coors Light. That was the beer. So Boach is to my left at this desk, and I'm sitting on the right with a couch. Yeah. And Towers comes in. Now, it's just the three of us. And Kevin goes, uh, hey, I made a move. Oh, <laughs> And I go, uh, I go, uh, do I need to... You guys want me out of yeah. here? And Towers was like, who the fuck are you going to tell? Did you get a job? And I'm like, <laughs> no. no. Yeah, it's great. He's like, who the fuck are you telling? You get a job? So, uh, <laughs> and Boach goes, uh, well, what'd you do? I moved Embry today. Fuck! God! I got one fucking guy that can throw strikes, and you fucking move him? And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kevin goes, uh, Kevin's looking at me. Now, he's sitting right next yeah. to me on the couch. I have nowhere to go. Kevin goes, <laughs> Kevin's dying. He goes, uh, well, it was the right right move for the club. Oh, fuck. And Bo said, uh, well, what'd you get me? He goes, 
I didn't get you anything. I got two classes. Oh, fuck! God! What in the fuck? And he drops 20 F-bombs. And I'm looking at Towers, and Towers is trying to keep a straight face and explaining. And I'm done. This is the only time in my life I've seen a trade go down. And all of a sudden, Boach just stops. His hair's going in a million. His hair's going in a million different directions. He stares at Towers, just deadpan, stares at him, and he goes, Well, you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and Kev stands up and he goes, Hey, Jeff, we'll see you later. And he just <laughs> and he kicks out. the GM right out the door. He just, he goes, and Poach looks at me and he's just like, Fuck. I got one guy getting people out, and he flips him. I could completely see Boach just, just wearing, wearing his, his sliding shorts like yeah. underneath, right, and yeah. his and his undershirt, and yeah. his hair is sticking up in eight Everywhere. different directions. Yeah. And he just looks at him, doesn't say anything for like ten seconds. He's just staring at him, and he goes, "Well, you can get the fuck out of here." <laughs> That's why, man. It's just like. And like I said, uh, I'm sorry. It's no reflection on on AJ or or Billy Epler yeah. or anybody else. No other GM no is allowing like a media guy no to hang out and be part of it. It was it was such a different time, it and that's why time. I said tonight, whether it was Junior or Rodney or Mike Riley or Billy Devaney. You know, one other guy that was cool to us at who's the time that? was uh, AJ. AJ Smith, remember? AJ Smith was great. Do you remember that when we went down to the Chargers were practicing in La Jolla, and he pulled us aside? Always, yeah, always. I mean, completely great. different from the guy that most people know at the end. AJ was cool. He as was shit. a different guy because yeah. he was assistant GM yeah. at that time. Buddy Nix was cool as shit too when he was assistant GM. Yeah. You're right, but but they they came a little later. Yeah, they came a little later. But but for us, just coming out of the gate. Um, for for Towers and for Boach, and it's just like when I read Bob Nightingale today. Yeah, who we uh, another guy we've known twenty five years. Bob is a guy. Hey Dave. Yeah. <laughs> hey Jeff. How you doing? For people that don't know, and you guys have all heard Bob Nightingale a million times. It sounds like Mickey Mouse. The guy's like six three and yoked. Yeah, I mean big guy, dude. I mean he's the last Bob, guy that you think would have that voice. Yeah, Bob could be checking IDs at Stingery yeah. and throwing people out, man. <laughs> Bob Bob's put together and and just a fucking great guy. And what Bob Bob wrote from the heart today. See, that that's the yeah. thing that that really hit home with me. Bob is a fantastic baseball writer, but it is the facts. He is a journalist, he reports and when he, he said two things in that thing today that really hit home for me personally, and he said that it was a tradition for him at every winter meeting, Kevin Towers would give Bob a room key and say, hey, look, if I'm running late, just go. Yeah. Because the party was always in Kevin's room. And he said, I, w- I would be there every night. He said, I watched Lou Pinella Make a trade with Brian Cashman. They wrote it out on cocktail napkins, and it happened in Kevin's suite. And you go, God dang, right? Yeah. Where, where you go, that, that's what we're talking about. At a, at a different kind of level, it, it, it goes so much. People talk about Matt Bush. God yeah. damn, you don't get it. You just don't get it. But when he said at the end that he talked to him, 
And Bob said that he he said to Kevin, hey, man, I love you as a friend. And when he quoted Kevin's thing that said, Bobby, I lived a full life. It's like you can hear him saying that. Yeah. He goes, Bobby, I lived a full life. It's all good. Shit, man, he didn't. He did. He didn't. He he lived the most of the life he was given. I agree. But he did not live a full life. A full life for Kevin Towers would have been being around to eighty five and bullshitting. And um, one of the, I think it was miserable Padre fans said he went down and saw him after he done a hit at Darren's. He fucking just pulled up a bar stool and had a beer and started bullshitting. That's yeah. who he was. That's true. You know, it's funny when we talk about what the Padres are in their history and. How relevant are they? Are the big scheme of Major League Baseball and guys like Nightingale, guys like Peter Gammons? Yeah, they reached out to guys like Towers, and, and even Theo became obviously inside source for a lot of those guys. But those are major media guys that, especially Peter Gammons, is an East Coast guy, would keep yeah. the Padres relevant because he had such a good relationship with a, a Kevin Towers type. I, I just, Dave, I, I think you feel the same way. I, I feel so incredibly blessed and i don't use that term too often that those guys like this yeah i really do man you go i i don't really worry too much about what people think i worry about what my wife thinks i worry about what my kids think and but but um but shit man at the end of the day we go guys like that that were so good and were so loved and the idea that we knew him on where you go, fuck, a, a baseball GM knows you by your name. Like, he knew yeah. everybody by their name. Uh, yeah, man. It, it, it's really, really hard. What a loss. You know, I had the strangest morning when I found out that he that he passed away. What happened is, and I wrote on social media, just almost, like, I dang, no joke, this has been the longest month of my life. Yeah, It, right? it has been insane. I, I took it from uh, the fat Jewish off of Instagram who always has something funny to say, but he said, I swear to you, this feels like January 74th. I mean, it does. Like, just get me out of this month already. Yeah. As Jeff mentioned right at the beginning, my dad passed away on on the first. CS passes away. Another family friend passed away. And so I I just scheduled an appointment with my doctor. And I said, look, I said, "Uh, do you have have time to meet? And he goes, yeah, you feeling right? I go, I'm not sick. But I said, I want to run through full tests. I just want to set a full physical. My sister went through cancer. My dad's gone through cancer four times. And I said, I just want to stay ahead of the game. You got to make it to the Christmas party. Yeah, I got no kidding. Got to make it to the Christmas party is right. So I just said, I want to go through an array of tests. And he's like, no problem at all. We'll do it for you. And he goes, how are you hanging in? And I said, man, it's been a crazy month. I'm not going to go to details with him. But I said, it's been the, the strangest, hardest month I think of my life. And then... We were talking. He goes, you look like you're holding up. I go, I am holding up. I'm kind of surprising yeah. myself that I'm holding up. And then I walk, as soon as I walk out of that office and and um, I look at my phone and it says Kevin Towers passed away. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like just get me out of this month. Yeah. And we're just dropping names like Kevin Towers where people are going to claim we knew him. This was a guy that we really considered a friend. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I can just go, man, this is just absolutely amazing. And you sit there and you go, anytime you leave someone behind, as you said, I saw the same picture with the the bulldog and his wife. Yeah. And, and he just feels, feel terrible. Um, he just I, feel terrible. I, I tease my wife about this story because we were dating at the time and, and it's amazing how much more of a social life you have before fucking kids. Fuck everything <laughs> up. And, uh, I hope they both listen to that. <laughs> and so, uh, my wife and I, we were dating. So it was probably like around, Oh, five. Yeah. And I told you, Kev lived down in Mission Hills for a long time. I, I, I would guess he kept that house for a while. But uh, it's about nine o'clock midweek. 
off season and we go into Bronx Pizza. And Kev's at the the back table, right there in the front. Yeah. I mean, he's not hiding. He's right. If you've been in Bronx, the counter's right to the left, and you kind of walk down that walkway. You walk down the walkway. He's the last table on the left. White t-shirt, khaki shorts, and he's got a plate, and he has uh, he's got three slices on there. So I go, "How you doing? What's going on? How? What's up?" You and I were at 800 at the time. We'd probably just gotten fucking blown up in there, too. <laughs> and so uh, we're, we're bullshitting, and, and we're talking. I said to Kev, I go, hey, this is my girlfriend, Vita. Hey, how you doing, Vita? Great to meet you. And she goes, God, are you going to eat all that by yourself? <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, fuck me. You don't even already know he has a problem with the media guide picture? What are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. And he goes, hell yeah. yeah. I might go get three more. <laughs> and I'm like. God dang it. Okay? This isn't Jeff Longo, the GM of the Gulls, for Christ's sake. Can you rein it in a little bit, you goddamn lawyer? <laughs> Jeez, you going to eat all that by yourself? Oh, what the fuck? God dang Woman. I, but she, but you know what's funny? Yeah. Like I texted her today. And and she remembered it. Yeah. She remembered that night, and she remembered that he was just so funny. He's like, hell yeah. And it, it bummed her out, you yeah, know, because um, she hasn't met. She's met Boach. Yeah. She met Tony. She's met Tony Jr., Kevin. Yeah. Um, Jr. You know, a lot of the guys that meant a lot to us, she got to meet. And, and, and. It, yeah, she goes that that really bums me out. That that bums me out because he just was he yeah. was such an everyday guy that uh, that he had that connection. He was just like, yeah. Shit. You know, you brought up an interesting point that it, back in the days when you and I started, you could walk into Bochi's office and you sat on that couch you all know? the time, and he could shut the door or leave it open, or whatever. Tony Gwynn's locker was the the one closest to Bochi's mm-hmm. door at the time, and. You could have a di- different relationship. Every interview now is on television, basically. It's mm-hmm. it's at the podium, yeah. you know? So you are never going to have that same relationship no. again with any of the managers or general managers again. It's um, when I've covered the team, and I like Andy Green, but I, I just go sit with Boach. I go yeah. sit with Boach. I love the story that somebody wrote today. There was a guy, and I don't know who he is, but he worked in Arizona. He worked in Arizona for the Diamondbacks, and he said how Kevin would always hold court after the games, and Bud Black was in there after the game. And this dude for the Diamondbacks didn't recognize Bud. And, uh, you know, Buddy's managing the pod. So the guy says to Bud, hey, do do you work here? And Tower's like, yeah, he's on on the scout team. And the guy goes, I find out later it's yeah. Bud Black. I'm like, Jesus, what a moron. But Towers <laughs> loved it. But then they told the story that he had a house in Arizona. He gets blown out as GM and replaced by Dave Stewart. Yeah. He tells Dave Stewart, just take my house. And then Kevin came back down for spring training, and they just stayed in the house together. <laughs> That's funny. Like, so. he'd been the pitching yeah. coach, obviously, and he knew Dave. Of course. Yeah, he's like, well, just yeah. take my house. And then yeah. he comes down for spring training, and Stu's like, well, stay here. <laughs> I mean, that that's, you know, I mean, it's just it doesn't even scratch the surface 
of uh, of who he was. And I, Dave, I, I, I can't tell you. The sad thing is I can't tell you the last time I talked to him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's been a number of years, number yeah. of years that we've uh, spoken to him. He's been, yeah. he's, he hasn't been around. I mean, you know, just ha- one of those things. We just haven't run into him in the same circles. We haven't, yeah, haven't seen the guy. It, it's uh, absolutely, absolutely terrible. But you called me with a, an interesting stat on how much he's won. You know, when you think about Five how hard it is, teams. He was the GM of four. Yeah, pretty amazing. You know, and- I mean, it's sad at the same time for us as you know that follow the Padres that it's not more than that. But still, we talked about yesterday about Jerry West having a connection. To everything the yeah. Lakers have done. Four to five, pretty amazing. I was in kind of where the Jack Daniels thing is in right field now. The first night of Petco Park, um, when they did the the Tony Gwynn thing in Long Beach State was pitching. And I I have no idea why he was way out there. But he was just, I think he was just walking around, taking in the ballpark, getting a vibe for it. And uh, I was just sitting out there. And I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, God damn, you watching Weaver tonight? Yeah. You watching? And I go, yeah. He goes, woof. And and Chief Gaten said, now Bill Gaten would obviously know. Gaten said today that they were in on Stephen Drew, Verlander, and Weaver. Now, from the conversations that you and I had with them, and, and you can back this up, I always felt like Weaver was the I guy. swear his words were, that's our guy. When were you, you, were you out there with me in that in those that, same seats? That, that was his line. That's our guy. We pointed like nodded towards okay. him and goes, "That's our guy." Okay, because I felt like my buddy Stevie Verasco from Chase was out there okay. with me. But but were you out there with? We me had a conversation. I, I wasn't out there that night. We had a conversation with him, and he told us Weaver was his guy. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't Verlander, and it wasn't. I never Steven heard Drew. those guys. No, no, it was Weaver. He said it was his, Weaver. His words were, "That's our guy." And what Chief Gaten said today was that. After that, shortly, because John was and Becky were kind of heading for a divorce. Yeah, he went and, on the cheap. And they went in and had a meeting, and Chief asked Kev, what's the chances that we're getting our guy? And according to Bill, who I trust and I like a lot, Chief said that, that Kev came out and said probably 5 to 10%. And then the Matt Bush thing, and I remember yeah. you and me, and what? Lost our shit, yeah. Where's that? Yeah. And, and believe me, it wasn't the Jared yeah. Weaver that that we saw no, last no, year. No. Unfortunately, Weaver was his guy. It just yeah. ended up being we had nothing left in but, the tank. But, but you're right. He, his words were, "That's my guy," or "That's yeah. our guy." And he 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 had he had a really kind of unique stride. Yeah. He kind of he kind of did stride like a gunslinger. Yeah. And he'd usually have a dip in. Yeah. And he'd be revved up. He'd be ready to go. And and when he was fired up, uh, like usually when he was get the fuck out of here. Uh, but he was fired up that night about Weaver, and and because Weaver was humming, man, and he's like, you know, like, yeah. hey, here yeah. we go, here we go. It's not like it's gonna be him or Matt Bush. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't when he lost his shit that night with, uh, or I think it was an afternoon game even with Randy with Myers with with Myers. Oh, with Myers, yeah, because we, we were right there with him. Was that was that a, wasn't a playoff game, was it, or was that just a game down the stretch where Randy Myers down the stretch okay. because they had gotten him on waivers? That's right. It's funny. I had that talk with him a lot. Like I, I was, it, he hated. That was the one. See, I always told him at the time I liked that move because I, I felt like you were being aggressive. Well, it, he was one of the top closers of the American League with the Blue Jays at the time. Yeah, and then you're thinking you're shortening the game. You go Myers, you go Trevor Hoffman. And they thought that the Braves were going to be yes. a player for him, too. So you went and got him. 
And I just remember in at different conversations him saying, well, I, I fucked that up. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> yeah. I fucked that he up. And, and that. I would say to him, wait a minute, hang on. At the time, it felt like it was the right move. It but was. It, but it, when the Blue Jays were like, take him. Yeah. Take the contract and off you go. But again, it was in the in the walkway of the 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 old press box. I mean, at, at Jack Murphy, and God damn, Myers was just awful, just awful. And yeah, Dave, not a playoff game, but down the stretch, and uh, just getting lit up. Yeah, pacing. God damn, Randall K. <laughs> Why do you call it Randall K? Was the K for strikeout? I don't know. He's uh, screaming. Was it, was it his middle initial? I right? don't know. It's Remember Ran- that? Randall K. God, Randall K. He's just pacing. He's like, this press box isn't big enough for Kevin Towers all of a Dude, sudden. He's he so pissed. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and a dip fired in. Yeah, man. I just, uh, he was he was such, uh, the, the gunslinger yeah. shit that Jeff Morad put on him. It fit in a lot of ways, but I think that kind of pissed him off, too. I, I think he made it. I think he, I don't think Kevin liked the idea that he was painted in a way to make it seem like he was fly by the seat of your pants. I think Kev was pretty methodical in a lot of things he did. He was just a baseball guy, yeah. and he followed his gut. And if he had a feeling on somebody, he he was going to make that move. But he wasn't, I don't believe, Dave, in our in our time covering him and knowing him, that he did anything on a whim. No, I don't think so at all. No, not uh, you couldn't because his boss is Larry Lucino. Larry Lucino wouldn't let. Yeah, Lucino was the guy that worked crazy hours, and you had to keep up with Larry. He wasn't one of those guys that did anything by the seat of his pants without doing his homework on it. You know, here's something interesting you brought up because before Kevin Towers was Randy Smith. Yeah, Randy Smith ends up coming back working for the organization. I yeah. mean, a lot of guys don't do that. To bring yeah. a guy in that used to be a GM that used to have this exact job with the organization to say, what's your comfort zone? Yeah. I think a lot of people would say, how about anybody but Randy Smith? But he didn't hesitate to say, you know what, this guy would be an asset to the Padre organization and to me. I'll give you a better example. Um, for me, the better example was actually two guys. Uh, when Fred Yeoman Jr. was hired, Fred came from Baltimore. He'd kind of been, and Freddie's still there, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, but Fred came from Baltimore and had been kind of the the wonder boy uh, in Baltimore, where where Larry had been and Steinberg had been and everything else. And there was always kind of an—I uh, I shouldn't say always, but there was a vibe early on that that Freddie was there in case Kev fucked up. Yeah. And and Kev never—I uh, guarantee if we had Junior here, uh, who I love, Freddie Yulman Jr. is just great. Freddie never wanted that role. Freddie just— wanted to do what he did, which was be Kev's right-hand guy yeah. and listen to the <laughs> tirades and everything else that went on. But another one was when Ted Simmons came in. Yeah, that's right. And Ted Simmons was another guy that had been a Major League Baseball GM. And and Ted came in. And a lot of us that were uh, towers, and he was like, no, man, old-school baseball guy that, that may have needed a job at that point. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. But he uh, he looked out for him. He looked out for a lot of those guys. Yeah. But uh, the Yulman one was the one that I remember because I felt like shit. Are they 
are they greasing the skids? And no, he just came in and, and was Kev's right-hand guy. You know, uh, I mentioned some of the people that used to work for the Padres. Uh, Karen Slayton, who just dropped her name a second ago, is married to John Dever, who mm-hmm. they both worked for the Padres. Public relations with Glenn Geffner, who you mentioned and also. Theo. I know you don't have Facebook anymore, but no. she posted a, a picture tonight of, it was Jerry, her, her, her time being here, Jerry Coleman, of Tony Gwynn, of Towers, of... Cammy, uh, Cammy, Rob, Rob Picciolo. Rob, yeah. And um, she was just saying, you know, amazing. When you look at these Padre guys, that all good guys that we all yeah. loved, they're no longer with us. Just absolutely incredible. Yeah, Enberg. Was and another Dickenberg, guy yeah. that a lot of people, I mean, wasn't there for for that time frame. A lot of deaths for an organization. Yeah, in a short period of time. Really since 2014. sad. And so, uh, Kevin Charity actually. Wrote, well, I'm sorry. When did Cam, Cam and Eddie passed in 2004, 2005? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were at 800. That's we hadn't right, been we fired were. yet. <laughs> um, it brings me to this. Kevin Charity wrote tonight. He said, "Man, we're losing so many good people." Uh, he said, I feel like I want to wrap Leisure Bolt in bubble wrap. And I said, fuck that. I'm going to I'm gonna push him down the steps and try to save a hero by doing That old fossil wore me out. I, I, what needy son of a bitch. Kevin Towers, Kevin Towers dies today, and he's writing about the fact that nobody is talking to him. Hey, maybe you turn the light off yourself, okay? All right, Leisure Kardashian. Clap it off. Yeah. God damn, you self-centered old prick. I'm like, I'm going to mute this fucking flat ass right now. <laughs> What's the deal with you it? Muting everyone, including me. I did mute you for two hours a day. It's the best move ever. <laughs> so great with your stupid bullshit. Uh, oh my so gosh. funny. Oh, my God. But, yeah, if you get a chance and you see Leisure Bolt, yes. just kick his ass right down the escalator at Fashion Valley. So we can save Jody Reed or any of the other Juan Benilla, Sixto Lascano. Fuck it, I'd make that trade. Terry Kennedy, Dougie Goosh. Fuck you, Bolt. You're done. Hit you with that shovel that Kevin Towers had summed up. We're gonna save ourselves, Craig Lefferts. Yeah, bunch of heroes. We're gonna save. We're gonna sacrifice your old tired act in a minute. Give us all a break. All right. I got killed today because people didn't like the trade I threw at you last so night. So stupid. Nobody even pays attention pe- to you pe- anymore. People, people lost, You're their, trolled. lost their mind. You're I, like those guys. Yeah. You know who you've become when it comes to Padre trades? Go ahead. You're, you're K5 James and all these oh, guys. Oh, I'm not that guy. Yes, you I'm are. Sure you're a troll. Not that guy. You're just a troll trying to get a reaction. No, I, I'm not. That's all you are. You're just a, And all these stupid moron Padre fans take the bait every time. Oh my why gosh. did they listen to you? Well, I don't know why they listen. I was 100% sincere on throwing it Who out cares? there. It'd be and like me proposing trades for the Giants. Here's the funniest thing, okay? So yeah. I throw this thing out here, and I even promote it when I write the title for the podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Jeff takes off. He has no idea what the hell I'm going to write. You know, he doesn't know, yeah. but it, it, it shows up on there. And in, during the podcast yesterday, I believe you made a comment saying, I listened to Stephen John in LA. Yes. And what did you say about John yesterday? Uh, he writes the, the perfect tease. The perfect tease. So I'm sitting there promoting this trade. I want people to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck what you think, dummy. First, <laughs> you're right on there. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Would John Ireland stand for this shit? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would not stand for this. This is, without a doubt, you the think greatest. John would air me out to break. Yeah, this is the greatest tease of all time. And I'm thinking, fucking Jeff, the first guy. No one cares what you think, dummy. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. No, here was the greatest tease ever. Okay. 
as told to me by Stevie Woods, Johnny Gennaro, and I, I got Darren off his honeymoon. Okay. Okay? Now, if a guy, who I don't even know if he follows me all the time, but he... Uh, he didn't follow anybody. He's kind of that. He's the smartest fucking kid. I got to follow him more. A, a bunch of you that I started to follow. It's been a complete waste of time. You clogged my timeline. <laughs> I got to get all you assholes off of there. Go back to when I followed forty-two <laughs> people. It was great. I wrote today. I love when good things happen to good people, and San Diego radio listeners win at the same time. Congratulations to, and I put in parentheses. I'll tell you tomorrow. Now, people are like, the fuck? Yeah. Now, here was some of the funny shit. The first thing somebody writes is, well, it's got to be Ben Higgins. Now, why the fuck <laughs> do you think for a second that I, I would be the guy to break any news about Ben? Good point. The Tory Pines guy. Yeah, please. I went to San Diego. Fuck. Guys that couldn't <laughs> cut it at San Diego went to Tory. Why? Who fucking wrote that? <laughs> I'm like, what? I like Ben. Ben's yeah. great. I'm not. I'm not taking. Sorry, Ben. I'm not taking time out of my day to write a tease. I hope Ben gets fifty great gigs, whatever he wants. Good son of a gun. Even if he went to Tory, I'm not. I have a busy day. Yeah. I'm not writing that fucking tease. Then the next one is. Well, shit, I guess Cilio got... What? <laughs> See? Example A, Ben Higgins regarding Dan. Yeah. Then they write Stevie Woods. Fuck, if Stevie Woods gets a gig, and he should quickly, he'll he'll be the one to tell you. Yes, he, he doesn't will. need me. I'm not his fucking Sean Spicer. <laughs> that fucking psycho will do it. Here is the radio news. And I'm thrilled. Um, Dave, I think you would agree. And I think I found your date for the Christmas party. Okay. And, and you could do a lot fucking worse than this. I'll tell you that. Our friend, the lovely and talented Susan DeVincent. Yes. Multi-talented. Beautiful, smart, funny. I was having a conversation with her last night, talking about a bunch of different things, radio-wise. And she said to me, she goes, hey, it's great to talk to you. She said, I thought you were calling me because of the news. And I said, I don't know what the news is. She said, I'm going back to mornings on Kixie. So starting Thursday morning, 5 to 9, it'll be Susan DeVincent back where she belongs. With Sonny West? No, Sonny's not coming back. <laughs> but Dave, 17 years. Yes. 17, and you know what? Look, they moved them to the afternoons for Jeff and Jerry, and that was a, that was a colossal yeah. failure at Kixie. And then Susan had been in afternoons, uh, and then it was Jerry walked away, and then Jeff and those guys left. And they had AJ and Sarah, two really good people. We worked with Sarah at KFMB. AJ we know forever. They're moving to Sunny, 98.1. Okay. Dave Mason, who's been doing mornings there, is going to do middays on Sunny, and then, okay, you lost me from there. Where's the Greener? Greener's still there. Another good dude. I worked with him. I worked with him when, god damn, long time ago. 
when he was on at the beach. Gene's a really, we never really talk about Gene. That is a really good dude. Really good guy. Um, but I, I talked to Susan and I said, you know, I think this is really cool because she was, she's going to be five to nine. Okay. And God damn, that's early. She's like, I know. <laughs> I told her, well, stop complaining. You're waking up the rest of us. But I think, I think it's a great move by Intercom to reward somebody who's so talented and so good. And, and that station to me was always about Susan and Sonny and Sam and, and just kind of the, the voices, yeah. the personalities. And I feel like San Diego Radio has gotten away from that a lot. We, we don't see as many of the people as we feel like we have a connection with. And uh, I just I couldn't be more happy for her. So the news that I had today was that Thursday morning, when morning radio is pretty bad, uh, she'll be right there crushing it on Kixie. That's a weird day to make the switch, isn't it? On a February first. Okay, that's why they did it on yeah. a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange, but it, again, she belongs in the morning. Should have been in the mornings forever. She's fantastic. She is, and just loyal and funny and. Just great. But I, I think, too, it, it's such a acknowledgement of her as a talent. And that's why I told her last night. I said, I hope you understand what they're telling you by doing this, to say, we're putting you back. We're not going and hiring some 23-year-old and 25-year-old out of Cleveland and bringing them in for the Circle and Jerk show. We're, we're putting you in, and we're putting you back where you belong, and we're putting we're putting Kixie back where they belong. I, I thought it was a great move for those What's guys. What's the name of her show going to be called? Just just her, Susan Vincent. Man. Waking up with Susan? Shit. Sign up for that. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I think the world of her, man. I really do. I think the world of her. She is, when we worked at, when yeah. we worked at Free FM, I just I wanted to meet her and I wanted to meet Sam. I really did. I told yeah. you going into that building. I said, man, I really I not only did I want to meet those two, but I wanted to I wanted to make sure I didn't know if Sam would like us. I didn't think he would. And 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 I didn't know about because I'd seen Susan on TV for yeah. years. You go, God, man, supermodel. Yeah. And she still it's looks so great looking. Wow. And uh, and to meet him. And still be friends with them and have that connection and have her share that with me last night. I told her, I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to say anything when they release it. But I was driving home tonight and I had her on. I just told her, I go, because she always, they got her doing traffic. She does all her own shit. And then she fucks something up and she, God dang it. You could hear, right? And, uh, but she said tonight, she goes, hey, it's my last afternoon. She goes, uh, uh, starting Thursday, I'm going back tomorrow. It's awesome. And uh, I just, man, I hope you guys support her. Yeah. She is just really, really cool. Oh, that's fantastic. News. Yeah. So good for her. So that, sorry for the Ben Higgins fans out there <laughs> that it wasn't Ben Higgins news that I had for you, but I'm, I'm stoked for her. All right. Wanted to mention, we mentioned LeBron James. We talked about yeah. him a little bit yesterday. Well, LeBron James came out today and says, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, you can take one team out of the mix. I will not be playing for the LA Clippers. <laughs> and, and, and it was funny because LeBron has stayed quiet on everything. I mean, with all the rumors over the years, if he's going to the Knicks, he's going yeah. to the Lakers, wherever he's going, yeah. he never says a Lithuania. word. Lithuania. Yeah. He didn't sign off on that. He doesn't say one damn word. He keeps it so close to the vest. And then he comes out today and says, Look, I'm not going to the Clippers. <laughs> 
and which changes a lot for the Clippers because Doc Rivers comes out and says, look, we aren't doing a fire sale. We aren't getting rid of anyone else. Well, now that well, you realize... Well, they might get rid of you, yeah, Glenn. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Glenn should be shown the door. But now you're looking DeAndre Jordan, who a lot of people thought he was going to Cleveland for your guy Kevin Love. Yeah. Kevin Love now breaks his hand tonight. Oh, he, you're kidding. He's out six to eight weeks. Oh. It's hard to trade a guy when he's a busted hand. Yeah. You know, and the trade deadline comes up in a few weeks. So it's uh, it, it's interesting on on what happens with the Clippers, who right now are in the ninth spot. I think they're three games behind uh, the Nuggets. And without Blake Griffin tonight, they, they just don't look like the same team. But they, they just aren't competing. And so yeah. what does that mean for the Clippers? The Clippers look like the Clippers of, you know, the James Donaldson Clippers, as you said, back in 1984. But LeBron James uh, did take one team out of the 30 out, and, and it is not the Clippers. Well, what I read today in the LA Times was that they may not be – have the financial flexibility yeah. this offseason that they would in 2019. In 2019, what they said the Clips were lining up for was to make a run at Kawhi and Clay Thompson. That's interesting, too, to get Clay Thompson back to L.A. And, and Kawhi all of a sudden doesn't seem like he is happy in San Antonio. He's a Riverside yeah, guy. Yeah, going you know, on there. That all of a sudden things are starting to fall apart a little bit. Football news today, there was big news tonight. It's Alex Smith. Alex Smith yeah. has been traded to the Washington Redskins, which is crazy for the fact that they wouldn't give Kirk Cousins any money, but immediately they give Alex Smith four years, $73 million. And he got him for a second-round pick. And he got him for, for a second-round pick. And the Browns are trying to pull off a trade for him. So it means Pat Mahomes is now the quarterback in Kansas City. Wow. Which means when you look at AFC West quarterbacks, mm -hmm. all of a sudden Phillip Rivers again is the top quarterback in that division with the year that Carr had this year. You shake your head and go, which car, which car do they really have? And I think a year ago at this time, we're saying Philip Rivers is the third best quarterback in the division. Now, all of a sudden, Rivers looks like he's the number one quarterback in the division. Well, now let's see what happens if Kirk Cousins goes to Denver. It would be Kirk interesting if he, go, he could go to Denver. He could go to the Giants. He could go to the Cardinals. I mean, there are teams that need, need quarterbacks. Could go to the Vikes. Could go to the Vikes. Um, I I think Derek Carr will be fine. I, I think Carr I so. and Gruden will be really, really good. Um, so we'll watch that. Um, I like that. Hey, did, I meant to ask you, did you watch the Grammys the other night? I did watch the Grammys. Man, I thought the Grammys were really, really good. They're always good to me. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought, I, I got to admit, man, I, I didn't know a whole lot. Like, I obviously yeah. knew the name Kendrick Lamar. Um, I, I didn't know a lot about him as a performer. Goddamn, I sat there and watched that open. I go, shit. Yeah. Dude, that's how you do it. I was just like, that gave me chills watching that guy. See, a lot of people will say this is where the NFL needs to connect. When you talk about halftime shows, that how do you not go for a guy like Drake? How do you not go for a guy like Kendrick Lamar? You go God. for a, a younger audience on that halftime show. I, I'll tell you the other thing, too, and I, I saw it like I still have. I thought Pink just standing there and singing was freaking amazing. Um, like I read what the do you think of Pink as far as attractiveness? Like, is she your type? No, scares I, I, me a little bit. Yeah, because I I don't want to get punched. <laughs> that's, dude, that's what I said. I, I, you look at her and she looks like, like I think I'd rather fight Ronda Rousey than Pink. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, man. If she was if she was my boo, yeah, and we're down at the Grand in El Cajon. Shit goes on. I I know yeah. we're okay. Yeah, but if she's if, not gonna be like Costa and run for the fucking <laughs> Uber, like Pink's like. It's on. And we're like, fuck, yeah, I better break shit. 
So you'd hook up with Pink, and if you didn't perform up to her standards... Oh, you're getting the shit beat yeah, out of you. She'd rip your dick off and bounce it off your chest and just throw it right back at you. Because you go back and try again. Yeah. You don't want to mess with you Pink. You get the fuck out of here. You and I look at it the same way. She scares me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you better be on your... <laughs> and I tell you what, you better be there at 730 you might want to. She's like, she's like Tom Coughlin time. <laughs> Don't show up with any fucking one wilted flower. No kidding. Oh my gosh. You yeah. Better, she, she's, you better she show up with a big bottle of scotch. <laughs> I I thought Dave when she just sat there and sang, like because usually we yeah. see her upside down, like they like Corden was saying, um. Like you see her on the side of the yeah. building and all that shit. And when she just sat there and you're like, whoa, you go, God, she's so good. My uh, my old roommate years ago, she wanted to see her in concert. So I took um, I took my roommate. We saw her at the Delmar Fair. And I, I was just like, God damn, man. She was really incredible. And that, yeah. that 15 years ago, um, I thought that was great. I tell you, we've talked a lot about depression on this show. Uh, that dude logic... Like a lot of people, like I was in the LA Times today. They're so fucking snarky in the LA Times. Hey, Logic, nice song. Maybe you back off on preaching to us. Oh, sorry that I'm trying to help people that might be suicidal. <laughs> sorry that you're offended by it. Um, I, 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 I thought that was incredible, yeah. man. I thought that was where you just go. You, you, you kind of check the whole thing out. I, I know they didn't like you too. Um, I, and going back to Stephen John, Stephen John had a great thing where they were talking about where Steve thought Kendrick Lamar got kind of shafted, and John was like, dude, it's nothing against Kendrick Lamar. Bruno Mars is such a, a special, unique yeah. talent that he was rewarded for that. I love that debate because I think Bruno Mars is amazing. Yeah, one of the most talented guys you're going to see, without, yeah. without a doubt. I know uh, you were in the car, but you didn't see the State of the Union tonight, did you? No, I have it taped. Okay. You, okay, this is the one thing you got to watch, all right? Yeah. And the State of the Union is always kind of interesting because every president does it. I mean, basically, yeah, for sure. for, first of all, it, it took him long enough to do one. I mean, you're like, where the hell yeah. are you? But you know it's always going to be a self-serving. And you know uh -huh. it's always going to be whatever side the president is, you're going to get those people in the room who are going to stand up and they're going to clap. And the people who, who are opposite party are, are going to sit there and act like, you know, you're, you're speaking Spanish, you don't understand yeah. a word. Man, but when you watch it, Trump does a couple things that are kind of crazy. He says something that everyone else starts clapping, but he claps too. <laughs> he claps for himself. Like he goes, we're bringing the car industry back and they're building Toyotas in Alabama. And he starts clapping too. He's like the little kid in the high chair. You're yeah. trying to make him <laughs> clap for himself. Hey, you ate it all. Good job. And he starts clapping too. And then he does this move. He turns his head to the left and he just stands there like he's trying to get his picture taken. It's so weird. It's so bizarre watching it, and nothing that he had to say, all right? For anyone yeah. who's freaking out and think I'm trash in the Republican Party, that's not it. It just, I've never seen anyone do a State of the Union like this. It was so weird. It's the craziest weird. shit going. It is weird. At one point, Jeff, he looks at the Democrats, and he takes both his hands, and he does the, everybody stand up. Yeah! Like, everybody Raise clap for roof. me. Everybody clap for me. And everyone looking at him, like, you nuts? We aren't clapping for you. It was, it was so weird. It was, I, I've never seen anything like it. I, I watch that Brian Williams show every night, and every night it's breaking news from the New York Times, yeah. and all these guys are on, and it's always that he's in bed and eating a cheeseburger <laughs> and watching the news. and, and Double scooping his ice creams? Dude, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I'm, I'm fascinated by it all. I, I have to cheer for him. I live here. My kids live here. Dave lives here. Dave's kids live here. Your kids live here. But... Uh, 
John Connor from Mad Friars sent me a great message tonight. He goes, dude, I, I, he goes, I know you guys take shit when you talk politics, but he goes, uh, I'm reading uh, Fire and Fury. Yeah. How far in are you? Fuck, I'm still where I've been. Because Jesus. it's just been the, you shut up. <laughs> you shut your goddamn mouth right now. I'll tell you that. Um, but like you read, you read that, and I said this to John tonight from Matt Fryers. I go, you read the first chapter where the, the conversation between Roger Ailes and Steve Bannon is so fucking great. It's so great. But but ultimately, Dave, I I have to cheer for him. Uh, I fucking think Paul Ryan's a weasel. I think you see a lot of Mitch Paul Ryan McConnell tonight. is a weasel. Leslie Graham's a weasel. I think Al Franken's a weasel. I think Hillary's a fucking thief, man. I think she's a... When she ignored the other day, uh, I mean, you got Al Franken chasing chicks and groping chicks. You got Hillary Clinton who's told. You have a guy on your thing that your spiritual leader is sexually harassing a girl and she ignores it. Fuck, don't tell me how great she is. She's as full of shit as the rest of them. But this fucking guy... I'm just like, shit, I don't know what the hell to believe. I'm not going to Canada. I'm not one <laughs> of those. like my mother who threatens to move to Canada? Yeah. I'm not going to fucking Moose Jaw or Saskatchewan every day, eh? I'm not doing that. But you go, God damn, dude, find your way. Come on, man. Just find your way. Figure it out. But it shows you. I hope what we all take away from this experience, if it goes four or eight, can we please stop with the talk of Oprah? Well, Oprah, from- said, she said she's out. She said there's no way in hell she's doing that. She likes well, her until life. Until Gail tells her to run. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or The Rock. Yeah. Or, or Nobody just- wants to see The Rock. No, or Carlo Chiquetto. Yeah. Okay, we can't just take- I'd rather see Carlo than anyone you've mentioned so far. I'd rather see Susan DeVincent. God, hello. <laughs> yes, I would watch that State of the Union address. Um. But, but that's where I am. And, and the thing, I'll I tell you what, Dave, the thing that probably offends me the most is, look, if I'm in over my head, fucking help me out. But he doesn't know he's in over his head. I understand. But yeah. enough people know. It, it sure appears that it is. Yeah. But it's like I'm, I'm so stubborn. I'm, I'm the guy that's going to dig my feet into the sand. And I'm going to cross my arms and I'm going to stomp my feet. That ultimately you're supposed to be fucking looking out for all of us. So if you're just like, dude, hang on, let's get this shit figured out, right? And and it's just like, no, fuck you, F- fuck you. I'm not doing anything to help you, and I'm not doing anything. And I just think they're all a bunch of self-serving pricks, man. The, the god. All right, fuck- who, who scares you more? Okay, you got to step into one room, one way or another. You have all pink right. in one room. Yeah. And they have Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the other room. Oh, shit. I'm going down with Pink all day. <laughs> Me too. That's Sarah Huckabee. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's got a big fucking hunting knife right there. She's she, the uh, most intimidating person in the United States. Yeah, shit. I'd, yeah, I'd rather it. play 20 questions with Bill Belichick than talking two questions with Sarah I, Huckabee Sanders. I tell you what, I'd rather tussle with a grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking and chewing tobacco at the same time. Yeah, she is scary as shit. Yeah, that goddamn. Yeah, she's another one. We're like, now nah, she's another one completely full of shit. 
She's completely. But full she of does shit. the job much better than Spicer did, right? I mean, but, Spicer, you looked Spicer at it and go, "Come on, we, we know we know you're a twerp. We know you, everything you're saying. You don't believe." She says it like she believes it. See, that's like if you read this book. That's why this book's such a fucking disaster. Because Trump is like, "Fuck Priebus. That's his chief of staff. He's a fucking twerp." Spicer's a little fucking twerp. He's got no time for any of these guys because he wants everybody. That's why I love the mooch. Because the Mooch had the sweet suit, good-looking guy, buffed out. Then Mooch lost his shit. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you 11 days later. Yeah. Signed a lease to yeah. at a nice apartment, he probably. Went, he went fucking Jordan and Earl on everybody. <laughs> and they're like, fuck. <laughs> Mooch was like, we're going to get Stormy Daniels up here, you asshole. Don't go crazy. <laughs> God, it's so crazy. No, you know why? Because like, my kids are 10 right now. Yeah. We don't need Faulkner up there or Todd Gloria. These empty suits, yeah. right? Lori Zaff. I love my man Jordan Bean tells me tonight on, on social media. Jordan Bean writes out, hey, just letting everybody know, I will not have any comment after the State of the Union. I was going to write, what? <laughs> Poor fucking Jordan Bean running for office in, over there in, in PB. PB yeah. In PB. Yeah, I'm sure all the people in, in PB... Right on average giant PB, you're like, well, now what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do in this one horse town? Well, I guess we got 25 sidewalk cafes full of college chicks with their tits hanging out. I guess we can go over here, get some beers and try to get laid because fucking Jordan quit on us, you dick. Like, like, hey, 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 just letting everybody know. You and I have to do that next year on the next state of the union. Just to let everybody know ahead of time. We aren't taking any questions. We just have to start right do I? Uh, Bean's going to be like, I guarantee you tomorrow I'm going to get, hey, fuck you. I heard what you said. Well, what the fuck else are we yeah. supposed to do in PB on an average night? Try to go get a Hummer? <laughs> Shit. Sit here with all these hot chicks from yeah. Kansas that'll buy my bullshit <laughs> because you can't take 45 minutes to give us your thoughts on the State of the Union? <laughs> Fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> Big Jordan Bean. Big Jordan Bean. What has he ever done? <laughs> I looked at that today and I just had him teed up. I'm like, I fucking love that, that kid. So I just funny. left him alone. Please vote for that fucking guy. He oh, will I hope be he great does for it. PB. Yeah. The guy gave up his job with the Chargers just to run for uh, office in PB. I hope he gets it. He's fucking, oh he's great. I strongly endorse him. I oh think he will be great and I think he will be committed to it. He's just a fucking lunatic. All right. Before we uh, get out of here as well, the one of those stories you read and you go, really? You know how Major League Baseball talks about extending the netting to protect the yeah. fans now? The Oakland A's came out today and said, we're extending the netting all the way past the dugouts to protect the fans. Well, you got 2,000 fans for yeah. every game. Just move them all yeah. in one section. Yeah. Yeah. It, would be, it would be pretty tough for anybody you to get by a You got more people ball. at Mount Miguel High School. <laughs> you do. You absolutely do. It's absolutely insane. Oh, my gosh. That's too damn funny. How long is it going to be till we're like Japan and we all go down and sit down there wearing batting helmets? <laughs> that's, what, that's what we need to do. I don't know why they don't have the netting that goes all the way down. That shit goes into the crowd like crazy. The old uh, joke was, you know, a line drive could go shoot in the stands and Vince Kelly would go, there's a lucky fan. <laughs> Dude, they, uh, I, I think it's great. I really do for baseball. I think it's fucking great to do that. I, I just sit there, man. 
because I I would love to. And now, like as a parent, I I watch it every day. Anybody who's a parent, Dave, you get it. Your kids are so distracted by anything. Yeah. We're so distracted by anything. We're always looking at our phone. Shit, that I mean, what is the time? That it takes from ball to hit bat and ball to hit head in the crowd. And it's tailing. It's not even going straight. It's uh, tailing. You don't those even know what's going on. Yeah. flown in. I mean, when those, yeah. That little girl got injured. Terrible story last year, but but good job by baseball to, to do the right thing. Absolutely. Hey, I want to mention our good friend Brian Curry. Look, Brian Curry is the top broker here in San Diego. He's the guy that's connected all throughout San Diego County, been around for more than 20 years. Situation right now with real estate, now that January is almost over. This is the time right now. See what's going on with your house. If you drive around, Jeff mentioned it yesterday, the rental market's insane, but at the same time, you want to own. Brian Curry yeah. is your guy, and Jeff and I have to tell you all the time, look, don't be that guy that sits there and pays rent year after year, and you say, you know what, where did all that money go? It's time to try and purchase a, a piece of property. Brian Curry is your guy. you got to give him Brian a call just to see where you stand, see what he can do for you. 619-251-1588. I, was, uh, I told you I was on social media today. And Brian tweeted out a house that he has right now in Rancho Del Oro. Yeah. Like mid-sixes. And you go, God, for where the real estate market is right now, I mean, just an absolutely gorgeous house that you look at. And he said it. He goes, this house isn't going to stay on the market long. He's absolutely right. He's not bullshitting you. And that's why I love it because you get these um, just kind of quick messages. He doesn't beat you over the head. Yeah. That's the other thing that I love about him. He doesn't beat you over the head with the marketing and, and send you, hey, here's 12,000 homes to look at. We know it's you and your wife, but enjoy this eight-bedroom house in Poway to loaning set you back $14.4 Like, how do I eliminate all these? He just sends you one with about 15 pictures. And you go, God, that is really Perfect. nice. Yeah. Uh, you could tell why his clients trust him, why Dave and I think the world of him. When you are done paying rent and saying, why am I paying somebody else's mortgage? Why aren't I paying our mortgage or my mortgage? Uh, call my man Brian Curry. He is the guy. Again, so many people you know throughout San Diego will say, hey, I have a real estate license. Well, guess what? Here's a guy that's been doing it for 20 years. He actually makes a living doing it. He's very good at what he does. And it's all by word of mouth. 619-251-1588. Can't beat it. Also, want to mention, uh, of course, new advertiser to the show this week. We talked about the guys over at Happy Plumbing. The easiest way to get in touch with them, I gave you the phone number yesterday, but it's 619 433 4943. 619 433 4943. The easiest way to get in touch with them, though, it's that simple. It's happyplumbing.com. And you're going to need that number. You're going to need yep. to know a way how to get in touch with these guys because, again, whenever you have a plumbing emergency, it's when you least expect it. You want to have that information in your phone ready to go. You never know. Water heaters, oh. leaks, anything else that could happen 24 hours a day, and they aren't going to kill you. They aren't going to charge you because it's an emergency for you where they're going to say, hey, it's a chance for us to get rich. It doesn't work that way. It's a flat rate service, and the guys over at Happy Plumbing, they're licensed and insured. Make sure you give those guys a call when you need them, but you will need them. So make sure you know the name Happy Plumbing. Well, here's why you want to call them. If you've been paying attention to the news recently, have you seen, Dave, all these people in East County that their water bills have shot up like 40% and 50%? They go, we don't have the money. And yeah. the water district's claiming, nope, that's what it is. Something is going on in your house. It happened to a friend of mine at work who had her water bill shoot straight up. And she goes, well, I, I do have a leak. And I wonder if that leak caused my uh, water bill to jet that high. I said, well, you know what you do? 
Don't sit there and look at it and go, oh, I wonder if that's it. Call Happy Plumbing yeah. and say, come out and check out what's going on and resolve the issue so you can check that off and get that water bill back down. Because I said it. I had a small leak in my guest bathroom. I mean, just drip, drip, drip. We, um, while our bathroom was being redone, we just put a big pot. Like you would do like yeah. a big thing of chili, right? You go, okay, well, we'll just put it in. Dave, we had to empty it twice a day. We had no idea how much water. We immediately got that issue resolved. We just look at it and you go, oh, man, come on. By the end of the day, it's probably filling the 10-ounce cup. No, yeah. it was filling a huge thing. It's incredible waste of water. Don't let it happen. That's why you want to call Blake at Happy Plumbing. Again, the, some of the services they have, drain cleaning repairs, uh, faucet leak repairs, water treatment systems, tankless water heaters, you name it. Right now they have a special, $99 drain cleaning any drain for just $99. Makes such a difference. And you said it, you kind of whipped by it, but it's the one thing that we want to point out again with Blake, clean drinking water. We're all looking for it right now. How much do you spend when you go out and you fill your five-gallon waters or you're buying your 20 plastic bottles? Have Blake come out. They can do it so you can honestly pour right from the tap clean water like you're getting in the bottles that you're buying every month, plus you're helping the environment because you're not throwing, Dave, all these plastic water <laughs> bottles in and killing the dolphins, you jackass. <laughs> Happy Plumbing again, 619-433-4943. Save the orcas. Save, <laughs> save the orcas. And the guys at Barkley Landscaping. Ryan right there, he's, he's coming out of his uh, funk because the Vikings uh, <laughs> lost. I don't think he's ever over it. I do have good news uh, for Ryan's family in just a second here. But Barkley Landscaping, look, family owned and operated for more than 35 years. you got to give Ryan a call. Free estimates. What else can you ask for? Commercial, residential, maintenance, artificial turf, sod insulation, you name it. The guys at Barkley Landscaping can improve your property. Here's the good news I'm going to give you, all right? Because Let Ryan sent it. it to me today. I, I know Ryan's family. I've known his family for a couple of years. Ryan's younger brother, Aaron, all right? They've sent out Major League Baseball top 10 players the 2019 draft that are in college right now. Okay. His brother is number 10 right now. No way. His brother's number 10. He's a catcher. He's big time. And hopefully the family gets a guy drafted into the major leagues in 2019. But he's We'll look at, forward he, to a couple of signed jerseys from will. him. Thank you, Ryan. We maybe appreciate that. Maybe it's up on, the, on those Minnesota Twins. Ryan's number, 619-669-8000. What are you waiting for? Well, especially if you saw the paper today. Did you see the paper today? Front page of the paper, it said, recent heat wave makes – uh, lawmakers concerned about another drought. Yeah. Uh, what we talked, we we were like we were out of the drought for a month. Exactly. And now all of a sudden the drought's coming back. That's exactly why you want to get ahead of it. You want to call Ryan right now and the guys at Barkley Landscaping, so they can come out and do the right things for you, so that your bills stay managed. And kind of like we were saying with Happy Plumbing too, they're not paying a crazy amount of money to the water district. Because you've done the right thing. Get out ahead of it. Starts with the call to Barkley Landscaping. 619-669-8000. That's simple. Uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, later tonight, as we tape this on a Tuesday night, uh, Stormy Daniels will be yeah. on with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, have you, I have to assume it's already been taped, right? Yeah, 3 o'clock in the afternoon they tape it. I thought they were going to. Yeah, no. We, yeah. It wasn't that early. We saw it at like 5.30. We were in line at 3. They taped it like ah, 5.30. Shit, you're probably right. I was trying to get out of there to catch the Dodger Tigers game, remember? But do they, 
But do they do it for tonight? Do they keep her around until after the State of the Union, or do they just tape it? I have no idea. That's a good question. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm going to watch it live, though. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to watch it. All right. And then the one thing that I have on tape when I – people get freak out with, oh, what a tape. What did, Oh, you taped it? Sorry. One thing I recorded. Again, I got a life. I don't worry about your bullshit problems, okay? Uh, I recorded Nicole Eggert today. I did not see it with Megyn Kelly. Yeah. I've heard nothing – but positive reviews. Did you see it? And I did how did watch Nicole it. do? I thought she did a good job. I also give credit. I thought Megan. Ke- First time I've ever seen her show. I've never seen Megan Kelly's show in my life. I thought she yeah. did a good job as far as pushing Scott Bayo's side as well. But um, she has witnesses. I mean, over and over again, Dude, witnesses those two of kids what that happened. were on that yeah. show with her. The one who played the little brother. Yeah, um, has been very vocal about things that he saw, saying kids were abused on that set. Yep. And he's pointed the finger directly at Scott Baird. It's what we said last night. I don't know what did or didn't happen, but I felt like she's a pretty credible person. And Nicole, I think that takes an incredible amount of bravery. And I also think it goes to the fact of why a lot more women haven't spoken up. Because when somebody like Nicole comes out and said, this is what happened to me when we were 14. Yeah. And you go on social media and people are like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, well, why would anybody come out and tell a story? Why would anybody be vulnerable and let your guard down and say, look, this happened to me? And the one thing I saw today was because Bayo said something. He goes, wait a minute. She was in my house. She was here with my wife. She appeared on my reality, reality show. show. If I was such a monster, why would she do that? And I I say I, I understand. That's yeah. a valid point that Scott Bayo makes. He did. He brings up that point, and she, uh, she's a witness that talks about how when that interview ended – how she was visibly shaken. You'll see it. You'll see the whole thing on there as far as the way it goes. And you make your own decision on what you think, well, what side you believe. I but like I think her the, the key word you used yesterday was brave. I thought it was brave. Yeah. I like her a lot. I I feel like she's um I feel like she's doing enough in her life that I, I don't feel like she's desperately seeking attention. No, I agree with that. I, I just don't. And it I found it's crazy, man. YouTube YouTube plays me like a drum. Like I, I got rid of uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I've never had – I'm like Bill Belichick. I don't have snap face. <laughs> and, uh, but I went on, and I was watching um, – like the, I wanted to see the Scott Baio thing. Yeah. And it, was, it had been on Facebook Live, but I found it on YouTube. And then YouTube, man, immediately – Brings up 10 similar videos. And some of the videos they brought up were Nicole after Corey Haim had passed away. And you watch some of these interviews that she had done with Larry King. And Larry yeah. King's like, did you know he had a drug problem? She's like, yes. <laughs> I knew he had a drug problem, yeah, She Larry. took him to the emergency room a million times. And then you see these interviews, like the last couple of interviews with Corey Haim. And you go, man, a young dude just yeah. so fucked up and, and couldn't get his way out of it. And just talk it to her. But you go, my point in that being, Dave, is that she has seen a lot in her young life. I, I Maybe I'm wrong, but she doesn't strike me as somebody that would be needing the spotlight on her so she's going to go out and make false accusations. Yeah. I, th- I think she believes what she said, and if she believes it, then I believe her. Yeah, there's no way this uh, whole deal with her coming out and making Kelly makes her career any easier. 
You'll see it. You're going to go, there's no way that someone's going to say, i got to hire this girl as fast as I can. Is Megan Kelly respectable too? Very much so. She but she's fair her. too. She's fair to that's Scott Baio too. Okay, that's fine. She's fair well, to she's both sides. she's a lawyer. Yeah. She's an attorney. Yeah. Now, the the one thing that uh, the one thing that she um, did is she's got that Lisa Bloom, the attorney. Yeah. And Lisa Bloom is the daughter of Gloria Allred. And, I, man... Those two just make my skin yeah. crawl. They, they're just, I wish she was with somebody else. We see it locally on News 8 or Channel 10. If you're watching, and there's always like two or three attorneys that just show up, and they're so fucking creepy that you're just like, dude, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I, as soon as I see you attached to this case, I'm like, I, I'm cheering for I'm cheering for whoever caused the crime. If Nicole showed up with the lawyer in blue jeans, would you feel safer? Yes, very much so. I would. I would feel like I would feel like her trust and her living will would be done correctly. I think she would get a kick out of learning about some crazy laws that are written. Um, I think she'd probably say, "Jeff, maybe we get away from the black T-shirt and the denim shirt." Um, I love Jeff Eisen. Yeah, Jeff, how is that asshole not? Why is he not advertising? We got to get Jeff. He would do it. He would do it. I'm going to start. Every time I say a line that I laugh at my own line, I'm going to start clapping like Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great conversation with Mark Grant today and others that were were touched by Kevin Towers. Yeah. And like I said, for for Darren and a couple other guys, uh, man, I just... uh, I hope you guys don't just dismiss it. Don't just think of it and go, well, he couldn't draft or the draft was a struggle or Matt Bush or anything else. Man, he uh, he was just a guy. A buddy of mine said to me about something else the other day. He goes, God, don't don't be set. I, I guess the Dr. Seuss line. I think I brought this up on a podcast talking about CS. And it's crazy that it applies here too. And and. My buddy said uh, the the line I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, man, don't don't be sad. It's over. Be glad it happened. And holy cow, is that I'm so glad that our friendship and so many other friendships with a guy like Kevin Towers happened. Godspeed to him. Godspeed to his wife and and his family and all the people that were touched by him. He he said he lived a full life. No, he lived a great life, but it, they're way, way too young for it to be considered a full life. I couldn't agree more. All right, before we get out of here, because uh, next show we do will probably be right after the Super Bowl. Yes. Who are you picking? I love the Vikings in this game. <laughs> I think they're going to... What? <laughs> uh, I have not met an Eagle fan yet that isn't a douche. Yeah. And Linda Welby bugs me, too, when she's on the air. God, I love Welby. I love her. But I, she needs to just fucking sit her chicken ass down. Enough with her bullshit. Zip it, Welby. You psycho. I love Welby. Such a fucking freak. Does she get the names right? Because I heard Welby? one. I heard she's one. awesome. I heard one uh, radio host today call oh, up. See, who was that? Fernando Tatis, Luis Tatis. Who did it? I think it was Warnberger. Got it. I, I Luis Tatis. And nobody corrected him. Well, that fucking shit. He's the guy that is right now everybody's favorite Padre. And he's 19 years old. Oh, uh, okay. And that tells me, uh, fuck you to Mad Friars. Well, hold on. Are you going to give me a prediction on the Super Bowl? Who's, I, your, who's your choice to win? Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take New England because, okay, I, because I do. I love Welby. I yeah. don't. Fucking Welby's. I mean, if you're betting your house, you got to go with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. Yes. And that psycho Welby. And my girl Susan Vincent. They're yeah. both from Boston. And, <laughs> That's uh, right. 
And they're both fucking nuts, and I love them both. Um, fuck, I, I want to hear what's going on with uh, Towers. And Caruth and Marty can't do interviews. It, it, just, it shows you 1090s fucking train going off the tracks to do that today. They just can't. They're really good in their role. They just struggled in interviews. But at least they were trying to talk yeah. about Kevin. I put 1360 on. They're so fucking clueless at that place. Here's a guy that was such a major impact in this market. And I understand if you don't know him, Ornberger or, or Mark. But, hey, let's just start by talking football. Completely out of tune wow. with what the story of the day was in this town. That's where you're Fox Sports San Diego, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't call Mark Sweeney. Right? Yes. You can't call Mud. Yeah. Any of those guys and say, hey, man, a lot of us got here after Willard was here. I don't know how much Mark was doing at that time at 690. Yeah, he was at 690. He was still here when Towers was here. There was nothing. But but he was an update guy. Yeah. I don't know that we had interaction. So what? If I'm new in the market, bring me on and tell me what I need to know. People move in and out of this community all the time. Kevin Towers clearly had an impact. Tell me what we need to know about Kevin Towers. What made him special? What made him stand out? Mark Sweeney, Tony Gwynn Jr. You're right. You're absolutely right. fuck. Horseshit station. (laughs) They should be doing fucking Tradio at 12 noon. I tune in, sell fucking chickens Chickens. on there. Tell those fucking. Be better than any of that shit. a chicken that plays hockey. It'd be great. Um, and then my my fuck you of the day goes to the guys at Mad Friars, who I love. Yeah. This fucking lunatic, Conniff, writes me a thing. And he goes, hey, man, it's Morhan, Adrian Morhan. So I go, okay, great. I go, all right. I go, well, I fuck it up all the time. He goes, yeah, but you're not nearly as bad as John Gennaro. <laughs> nearly as bad. Which I go, yeah. He's a- Why does John Gennaro take so many bullets? Because he's great. Oh, he's my a gosh. fucking lunatic. And then he writes to me, Conniff writes to me, and he goes, it's uh, O-O-Rius for Urius. Okay. It's like, oh, shit. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so I go, thanks, Sean. Nah, I'm like, hang on. So now I go to YouTube. Yeah. I check out five different videos, including a guy from Baseball America, MLB. They're all calling him Urias. Yeah. Like we did. <laughs> now, I think I think Charity and Conniff are trying to sandbag us. Yeah. And I, fuck no. <laughs> You're not going to fall for it. We're not falling for your bullshit. <laughs> I love the. You find me the clip and yeah. send me where it says, oh, oh, Rius. Oh, yeah. Rius. Right? Because like, the thing that always screws it up, yeah. we were talking about names <laughs> last night. Dave, you know when you get a flip chart yeah. at a football game and they've got the pronunciation yeah. key and they've always got like the German two dots above yeah. like the U? And you go, I don't, what is, I don't know I, what that What means. does that mean? <laughs> is that U as in umbrella? And there's always some slash, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what any of this shit means. Just tell me it rhymes with. Yeah. Right? Diablo rhymes with this. <laughs> but I'm on to you, Conniff. I think you're bullshitting me and I'm not taking it. I appreciate you helping me out. I'm more Han. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fuck, let's see if he makes the beats, yeah, okay? Yeah, we'll worry about it then. Yeah, I'm not really too worried about it. If, if getting some guy lives in Fort, gets his mail in fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana. Sorry that I didn't get his fucking name right. I'll worry about Ah, oh, toss and turn all night. You don't up for that PA job? That guy who don't have to worry about it? You won't be the first guy What's doing it? What's that shit that you got to take when you can't fall asleep? It's uh, Mel- melatonin. Yeah, I'm going to need three of those yeah. tonight. <laughs> don't take three you will not wake up so friday you're gonna miss susan defense it's the first show Shit. <laughs> don't do not take three no tribute show yeah just take one that's it all right that's it that's it all right we'll see you guys after the super bowl Bye.